Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect. Live like we always do. And first of all, I want to say happy Juneteenth to everybody in America. If you're not sure what Juneteenth is, it's a mixture between June and the 19th. Uh, Back in 1965, I mean, 1865, I'm sorry. Um, It was on this day where the the North, the the Union troops made their way down to Texas, to Galveston, and the word was finally spoken that all slaves were finally free. You know, this was two years after the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, which uh, must have been, it came, the the Emancipation Proclamation became official in January the 1st of 1963, and it wasn't until June 19th of, I mean, I keep on saying 19, 1863, and it wasn't until June 19th of 1865 that the message made it down to the slaves in Texas. There are many reasons, you know, people say the guy that was supposed to send the message may have got killed. Some people say they wanted to let the Texans get them last couple of years of money before they got out of there. Many reasons why, you know, we had to wait two years down here to get it done, but it was finally done. This is the real Independence Day for black people. You know, I think the first Independence Day was, what was it? I can't remember, but it was, I think it was 80 years, 80, 90 years before 1863 or 1865. No, yeah, so this is a Independence Day that all black people should be celebrating. And we did, of course, today with watermelon and fried chicken. But nonetheless, we're here to give you some boxing talk coming at you not too much going on in boxing this weekend we've been spoiled you know for for the boxing fan like myself who isn't a rabid boxing fan who isn't you know uh you know i'm not i forgot what they call those guys i forgot the the word is a, a casual you know i'm not a casual but i am a casual per se you know i'm gonna watch as much boxing as i can uh, but i'm not just you know, I'm on it more than the next man, but I don't think I'm not watching everything and all and everything in all fights. But the last couple of months, 
you know, the last, what, five months of boxing, we've been getting a lot of good fights that a casual might not like. But the guy that's just a little over the casual, like myself, a little more levels over, he would be enjoying these. But this weekend, mm, we don't even have any names fighting. You know, we we don't even have any big name showcases fighting this week. You might say Willa. You know, Charlo is fighting. You know, Lil Mel, the emotional lion, he's fighting this weekend. But he's fighting for some reason on Sunday, the 23rd. So we're going to hold that one back so we'll have something to talk about on Sunday because ain't shit popping this weekend. So we're going to go over – we're not going to go over those fights. We're just going to do a little rundown of them. You know, today should be a pretty – a fairly quick show. Uh, do a little rundown of the fights um, if if the fellas want to talk about one or two we can but I doubt we want to talk about any of these I don't even know if there's any championship fights this weekend but we'll see we'll go through them I think there's a fight tonight or was a fight today earlier in China or something it's a, it's a lot of fights going down this week for for the hardcore boxing fans that's like the, you know like the soccer guys that's watching anything and everything and you know, the baseball fans that are watching all sports. If you're a boxing purist, that's a lot of boxing. Looks like a lot of up-and-coming guys on Friday and Saturday. We're looking probably five or six uh, five or six events going on this weekend. Uh, I don't know. If we'll see which ones are televised or not, but we'll go through them. But for the casual or for the guy that I am just a fan, not a super fan, but a pretty good fan of boxing, um, Ain't shit popping, but we do got a lot of we do got a some welterweight news going on. One for some belts, one for unification, and one for just uh, to see who's the second best Garcia fighting today. So we'll be talking about that. Also, since it being Juneteenth, I wanted to you know there's I wanted to see if we think Fury is an all time great. If we should be comparing them to guys like Ali. Um, you know, there's all this, they're saying he's the best since Ali. I want to talk to the guys about that and even see if we think he's the number one heavyweight fighting right now. But with that said, let's take it to the team. First off, we're going to head to Central California uh, out there where it's hot some days, cold, rainy. You never know what you're going to get. But take it to my man out there, RC, in the Central Valley. Tag team partners for a long time right now. Let's take it out to him. RC, man, what's popping? What's up, man? Man, ain't nothing much, bro. Uh, getting through the long scheduled day. Kind of relaxing right now. Uh, going through the motions, so to speak. But um, slow week, as you mentioned. Um, you know, uh, I was talking to a partner of mine. Uh, about the fact that you know, I forgot Charlo's little Charlo's fighting this week. I was, yeah, me too. Um, if Tony Harrison ever pulled out, I would have been barbecuing and get ready to watch the second defeat for little Charlo and watch some more waterworks from the emotional one. Emotional, emotional, emotional. Like uh, who's that rapper? Wasn't it Kendrick Lamar? I don't really like him too much, but I know he has those. I know he has that in the in the vault, um, but you know, slow week, and um, 
I think the uh, Garcia Garcia talk is the one that's really taking over headlines, and it's kind of getting a lot of people like Juan Carlos a little, like you know, blinded by the mist of you know, Mikey Garcia is gonna whoop his ass and all this. Like, dude, like, it's simple. It's funny. It's funny to me. It's it's like the the Lakers picking up Anthony Davis. And all of a sudden, they're the favorites to win the NBA championship with five people that's on their roster right now. As a Sacramento Kings fan, I love that shit. We got smoke for them boys if they got a, a old ass LeBron James and a, a, a unibrow faggot who likes to get spanked with his butt naked in the Kentucky locker room. So, man, bro, I'm just chilling. I'm ready for all the smoke. And, um,. Luckily, we'll be able to see some good smoke because I think Char- your boy Charlo's going to look really good this weekend. And um, <clears throat> I got a whole lot to say about the Danny Garcia, Mikey Garcia talk coming forward. So, you know, the gloves are off, the dog's off the leash, and RC's ready to be RC. Well, there you go. Let's take it down a little, little further south. I think it's about four hours from where RC is, out there to Inglewood, to the host of the relatively Fat and Black podcast. My man JP, a.k.a. Heavy-Handed J. JP, man, what's popping out there? Oh, man, it ain't nothing. You know, them Wednesday nights, I'm out here at the baseball field, uh, daughter getting it in. Um, You know, it's never a dull week of boxing, man. In comparison to years past, if you ask me, we got so much more boxing. We as boxing fans should be happy right now. Yes, we're probably paying for more boxing, and that could go hand-in-hand with us having more boxing. But we have tons more boxing. It's almost a good fight every single weekend, so it's great to be a boxing fan. I was looking forward to Tony Harrison Charlo, too. Ooh, I was looking forward to that, man. I was looking forward to that so bad. That's real bad blood, um, something you, you rarely get in boxing, a lot of sportsmanship most of the time. But this one was personal, and we're not getting it. So we'll have to wait for it. But I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm excited about the, uh, the upcoming pay-per-views we have. I'm willing to pay for them. Uh, Spence Porter, I'm willing to pay for it. Garcia, Garcia, fuck it. I'll pay for it. You know, I, I consider us casual hardcores. We're casually hard. You know, we're harder than a casual, and we're not quite as hard as in a hardcore. That said, we pay for about as much boxing as a hardcore fan does, though. We're in on everything worth paying for, and uh, I'm ready to get into it. Let's go, Willis. For sure, for sure. Let's go, uh, you know. When he says we paying for it, he means him and RC because I ain't paying for shit <laughs> when it comes to that boxing. Unless it's top quality. I probably will pay for that sport, Porter and Spence. Yeah, uh, prop, yeah I'm going to pay for that. Garcia versus Garcia, it just it just depends. It just Robin. depends. But it, it, yeah, it just depends. But let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and break this down. Um I'm just going to run through a couple of fights that we've got going on this weekend, man. If y'all hear something that you want to talk about, let me know. But there ain't nothing going on. And also, you know, I never did realize on that Charlo Charlo fight that it's always been on a Sunday. 
which is sort of weird. Uh, Sunday night fights, but I guess it's gonna be. Is it gonna be on Fox? Let me see what channel this Charlo fight is supposed to be. It's on the twenty third. It was gonna be on Fox Sports, so it's gonna be like it was gonna be some kind of Sunday evening type of feel. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how that's how how that's gonna play in Vegas. You know, Vegas. The Sunday is the pool party day. It's the day that everybody, you know, the club is is hype, but it ain't as hype because everybody was at the pool going hard that Sunday. I don't know how that that fight's gonna be, but we ain't talk. We're not gonna even talk about that fight. We'll hold that till till the Sunday show. We'll let uh, RC run that one, break that down because he has a thing for a uh, uh, young lion male, but. This weekend, man, what we got going on, just a quick rundown, then we'll get to, to the stuff we want to talk about. Today, we got some guys fighting on the UFC pass. I don't know who these guys are. Thursday, they got a fight. Ain't worried about that. ESPN Friday night fights, Tyrone McKinney, 18-1, and 1, 16, uh, 18-1, 6 KOs versus Dara Foley, 17-13. Nobody gives a shit about that one. The zone. They got their Friday night fight. Some guy, Andrew Casino versus Alberto Machado. Casino's 20, 20 and 4. And uh, Machado's 21 and 1, 17 KOs. Ain't nobody worried about that. Showtime, they got a fight on Friday. So what is that? ESPN Friday night, The Zone Friday night, Showtime Friday night. They've got Sebastian Fanfora. Um, and Fandora, my fault, Sebastian Fandora, 12 and 0, 18 KOs versus Hector Zapata. He's got, he's got 14 KOs, so these are probably some small guys, junior middleweight, so they ain't too small, but ain't nobody worried about those guys. Connor Ben, 14 and 0, he's fighting again on Friday, uh, on the zone UK. I think I've heard of Connor Ben before, welterweight, uh, guy coming up, um, UK cat. Ain't nobody worried about him at this point. What they got, that was all, those, these are all Friday night cards, man. So, like I said, a lot of boxing going on. If you ain't got shit going on, you might want to tune in and see one of these up-and-coming guys. Well, I say up-and-coming. We got a guy 20-0, and 0, uh, a guy 18-1, and 1, a guy 21-1, and 12-0. So, these are upcoming guys, 14-0. and 0. No, upcoming guys on Friday, you know, trying to get their buzz on. Uh, the main event. On ESPN is Kieran Smith versus Michael McGurk. Don't know who these guys are, but they're both undefeated and they're fighting in Glasgow. So these are some European cats. And uh, yeah, that's the only thing on fr- on Saturday night. So everything's on Friday night. Everything's uh, you know up and coming fighters. Again, I don't know who this Kieran Smith guy is. Let me click on this just to see if this is for a belt. No, this is for Super. These are super welterweight, which is junior middleweight, so same division as Mel Charlo and these guys. They're coming up, Karen Smith on ESPN. You know, ESPN showing nothing. The E, like I said, in ESPN stands for European, and of course they're over there in Glasgow uh, with some guy Karen Smith. Nobody ever heard of. RC, any of those fights? Are you worried about any of those fights, or will you be hitting the club early tomorrow, uh, early this weekend, like probably? 1.30 p.m. No, I don't. And I've, I'm really upset, Willard, that you forgot about the fight that means the most this weekend. And that's Polly Malignaggi 
against Lobov, Conor McGregor's homeboy that will be in the bare-knuckle fighting competition aspect. I'm excited for that one. I'm paying the money for the pay-per-view. That shit's like... Uh, <laughs> oh, I see some homies over here right now. That shit's like... Um, I think it's going to be $15 or something like that. I'm paying my money. I'm not going VIP on them. I'm getting my shit, and I can't wait for that fight. It's boxing versus MMA. Gloves off. We going hand wraps, pay-per-view, point blank, period. And that's what it is. So I'm excited that one for the most part. I'm going to look at your boy Charlo. I know um, it's not. it doesn't have the buildup that it once had with uh, Tony Harrison and things like that. But uh, I'll definitely check it out because I expect a really great performance from uh, Small Charlo, Lions Lonely, Lions Only. I don't know, however you call it. But um, the other fights, I, I really don't know too much about them to give a, a, a much detail on. Uh, so um, I'll leave it at that. But um, you never know. Um, you can have some spectacular fights coming from the ones unexpected. Hey, who thought that? Ruslan Provodnikov and Tim Bradley was going to be a great fight when it was announced. Nobody gave a fuck about it. StubHub was damn near, you know. That's not three quarters. Yeah, we're not. These that fight is nowhere compared to these guys right here. Bradley and Provodnikov were names, were known guys. Were these they? guys, we don't even. Were they? Yeah, yeah. Tim Bradley, like a two, a two, a two time. I think Provodnikov was, was just whooping boys. Right, what he was the champion, but he was Rob the champion. Pacquiao. That's not a name, bro. I'm sorry, I disagree with you. So Tim Bradley, mm. a guy who's lost one time in his career to to Manny Pacquiao, is not a name. Were we discussing this? Who was? Who was? I, I just had this discussion with somebody. Somebody was asking he won about Pacquiao Tim Tim time. Bradley. He did not lose to Pacquiao. Right, that's what I'm saying. So he was undefeated at that point. You're saying he's not a name, so, but, but, but I was just having this really? discussion. Yes, he was a he was a two time champion, two division yeah. champion. Really. I mean, you must yeah. believe in the toothpaste, still, man. He, he <laughs> yeah, everybody knows he lost that fight. Bro. So if he wasn't a name <laughs> then, he's never been a name then, right? Is that what you're saying? That's like telling me Robert Ori is a better basketball player. Then uh, I don't know. Let's name anyone who's never no. won a championship because Robert Ory got what eight of them bitches. Come on, man. Stop but it. at but but at one forty, Bradley was dominating. So Bradley isn't a name at all, right? Fuck no. And Bradley at isn't the time a, he was okay. getting death threats about that bullshit win he got against Pacquiao and against Ruslan Vladikov. Okay. If he was such a name, then why was the the stadium three quarters empty? That's all I'm saying. So I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm sure I watched it, and I'm sure you watched it. But he wasn't I sure didn't watch it. you ain't watched it other days. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch that well, fight until it happened later on. The, my my, my parents actually year. told me about that shit. No, I'm just saying. You, you, you could get a great fight from a fight that's unexpected to be great, just like Provodnikov and, and Bradley. No, but if everyone expected that shit to be fight of the year, the stadium would not have been three quarters empty. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You trying to argue okay. for no reason. No, I'm just saying that's disrespect to both of those guys because that was a fight that everybody was looking forward to. So just because the, the stadium Nobody was because they're not big-name drama. Come on, man. Well, I was, personally, me personally. 
But I'm glad that you brought up that Polly Malinaji versus uh, Lawball fight. Uh, was that bare knuckle yes, six? Bare knuckle six. Of course, yeah. I, I'm gonna probably. That's something I will be checking out. I'm glad you reminded me. It doesn't seem like they must have haven't. Today is Wednesday. Maybe they're doing the press conference tomorrow. But it doesn't seem like, or maybe they're not going to have a press conference because it's too violent. But I haven't seen, you know, you would think you would see more buildup for that. We saw the buildup a couple of weeks ago. You know, we saw all that. But this week, it seems like it's sort of calmed down. Have Does it feel like that to you, R.C.? No, it definitely has, man. But hold on, hold on. Give me one second real quick. Give me one second. Hold on. Well, I didn't know what to Hey, well, we'll take it. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that fight for sure. Um, my bad. My JP, bad. My man. Bad. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Jim, Jim, Jim. No, no, go ahead. You're back. You're back. So on the Paul and Malinaji, uh, I was just saying that it seems like the buildup sort of died down the week before the fight because I, I damn near forgot about that. This was something that I, was, I am interested in seeing, like you said, UFC versus, versus boxing. Everybody loves these matchups, and it seems like yeah. – it seems like this could be in our favor with it being a boxing match per se, but we're talking about the feather-fisted one. Yeah, that is true. No, my bad. I, there was a cop right behind me. I'm pulling into my crib right now, so, you know, <laughs> shit. Uh, but, um, no, uh, I, when we first talked about it, we talked about it like a month ago or when it was announced, actually, and, and, and I shitted on the fight. I was like, man, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, JP, for taking up your time because Will is going up to you right now. So uh, I, I just wanted to touch on it real quick because the more that I looked into it is the, the more uh, high praise that I've been hearing and hype from the UFC fan base because, uh, I, 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 as JP knows, uh, UFC gyms in Los Angeles, California, are very big out there. There's a lot of jiu-jitsu gyms out there and all that Kempo and stuff that's around that area. I mean, fuck, everywhere I go, I see a lot of UFC gyms out there. So I've been hearing from uh, from fans out there from who are, like, re- uh, some related and some just friends, and I've been hearing a lot about this fight. And, and, and I thought about it, and it's like, okay, you got Conor McGregor's boy, who is the man that Pauly Malignaggi is fighting. And you have... Um, Pauli Malignaggi representing boxing. Pauli Malignaggi is basically carrying the flag right now for boxing. That's why I thought it was important to talk about because he is going out there putting it all on the line in a bare-knuckle fight, and uh, we, we know he won a, a, some bullshit title. I forget. It was a WBC a crystal title or some shit, a pearl, a pearl belt, a WBC pearl belt, something that was just created. Uh, but you got MMA fans talking wild about this because we all know about the sparring match that was posted when Connor was busting Paulie's ass in a short 30-second clip or something like that in the short highlight stint. And you had Dana White saying, as soon as the Floyd fight's over with Connor, I'm posting the full video of the sparring. And he never posted it. Paulie's been asking for it. That's what's been had Paulie so adamant about showing up to Conor press conferences when he was going into the Floyd fight and shit was never released. Why was it never released? I think Pauly was putting work on Conor and Conor just had, you know, a couple moments in sparring where they posted to hype up the fight with Floyd. So uh, you have Conor who's going, or you have 
Paulie going at Connor's boy, Lobos, and he wants to whoop his ass so he could probably get Connor McGregor in a similar style fight. Not boxing, not mixed martial arts, but in bare knuckle fighting. This is, I believe, the fourth or sixth bare knuckle promotion that they put together. So it's Connor going against a guy who was not somebody who's nobody's worried about but was in the middle of the road. And he's, you know, good friends with Connor. So the hype of this fight leads up to a possibility because we hear about Connor talking about, oh, I want a Floyd rematch. I'll knock him out. We know what the fuck that means. He spent all the money, and he's just trying to get a re-up. And I'm telling you right now, if Connor was to get in the ring with Pauly on pay-per-view, that would do higher numbers than expected. So I think this fight this weekend in the bare knuckle event has much more significance than anybody's thinking about. And I'm hyped about it. I've been hyped about it for the last month that I've been thinking about it. And, you know, we've seen Pauly slap him. We've seen Pauly uh, at the gym slap him, a little quick, little bitch slap, whatever. We've seen Pauly talking reckless, spitting at him at promotions and shit like that. So, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up for this fight. I think that regardless of what we got going on this weekend, I think, to me, this is the biggest fight of the weekend, even though it's in its own kind of, uh, you know, weird place that it's at, being bare knuckle. But, Pauly Malignaggi, like I said, if he was in the ring against Connor, he'll whoop his ass and show power that we haven't seen because it's not against a guy who's a real boxer. So this one right here has significance leading forward towards that. I just think that when you take the 12-ounce gloves off of a guy like Pauly Malignaggi, who I think we all could agree, when he was uh, in his prime and even shit a little after the Broner fight, you know, he has one of the top five jabs in boxing. Pauly Malignaggi is, you know, two-time champion uh, in two different weight classes. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's one title away from a different weight class from being Hall of Fame worthy of contention. I just think Pauly Malignaggi taking them gloves off is not going to be as soft as he usually is that we see accustomed to in boxing. So um, I think that this fight with Lobov would be really great for Pauly's career and moving forward to a possibility of seeing Conor McGregor in a, in, in a squared circle uh, uh, rather than an octagon. I think that's what they're doing it in is a boxing ring. I haven't seen some of these uh, bare knuckle fights, but I think that's what it's going to be like. So um, a boxing ring, man. I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. It would be that. Uh, you know, yeah. I've seen the uh, 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 the other crazy shit. I forget what it's called. Bar, uh, it's promoted by Barstool Sports. Uh, the um, I forget what it's called, man. But they have like some crazy shit, like a, a police officer fighting like a convicted felon, shit like that. Weird type of fighting style, so I think that they have that kind of, like, fan base, because for those who don't know, Barstool Sports is the sports fans for millennials. You got teenagers and the 25 and under type of a fan base that has a really big fan base. They're they're called stoolies. Barstool fans, this is where that's taking place. So you have a wide perspective of casual fan base will say we got Lobov, a guy who's been 
Conor McGregor's boy, UFC fighter, going against a boxer who really is kind of soft, and Conor touched him up in sparring. And I think that the the consensus would say that Paulie's going to get his ass whipped. But I think Paulie's going to whoop this motherfucker's ass real bad and look like a beast out there without the gloves, which is a Paulie that we're not accustomed to seeing. That's 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 it. <laughs> well, we see we see that Paulie. We see that this fight has a lot of uh, meaning when it comes to boxing, like boxing and MMA versus MMA always does, because we've got a guy like RC who was clowning about a couple of months ago when we first announced the fight. The guy who clowns Malinaji, who has no love for Malinaji, all of a sudden jumping on the Malinaji bandwagon when it comes to him versus some MMA scrub because he doesn't want boxing to look bad, man. But let's take it down, though. Yep. JP man, hey, we got a uh, we got a lot of bum fights, man. First of all, did any of those fights uh, pique your interest? If not, the big fight of the weekend, I guess, is going to be Malinaji versus Lowball in the uh, bare knuckles championship uh, six three rounds of uh, is it one minute? I was I was just looking at the round, looking at the damn rules. Was it uh, three minute rounds? One rest, just regular boxing rounds. I think like three rounds of it. You think Malinaji has what it takes to beat up some guy who's been getting, you know, who's who's a real fighter? Uh, not excited for any fights. Malinaji fight I've been looking forward to. I'm interested. I'm interested to see the difference in glove and bare knuckle, and here. Will be should be a clear indication of the difference because we know Malinaji in boxing is one of the most feather fisted fighters in the game. I'd argue that his feather fistedness is what's forced him into retirement because even in our in his last competitive fight we've seen which he was some kind of champion against Sam Eggington, Malinaji still is able to box and execute what he wants to do. He has a great boxing mind. Mm-hmm. Um, his athletic, his athleticism, is is still on par and, and you know and better than a lot of dudes. Just a simple agility and his uh, you know his boxing mind and his with the combination of being able to do what he wants with his hands with the mind, but he just can't hurt anyone, man. It's it's, it's laughable, but we all know my my old adage I always say is let a fucking 10-year-old girl punch you in, in your face. That shit's going to kill you. You're going to you'll never let her do that again in life. Okay? So, getting punched in the face with a person's fist, you don't have to do very much to really hurt somebody with a, you know, a fist to a face. You know, uh I've heard a I'm a, you know, I've heard a theory where humans are the only species that can ball a fist. Even a monkey with its thumb cannot, you know, put its thumb like ours can. Or its, its index finger is too long to curl all the way in. So that's why throwing hands is, like, so intriguing to, like, people. And you know Max Kellerman's analogy is Larry and David were fighting in the parking lot. Everybody at the job would run out and catch it. So that's kind of a little story about that, but yeah, I'm interested to see Malinaji, man. I want to see if, you know, he's been acting up 
Now, the motherfucker out here spitting on people, you know, now I don't <laughs> condone none of that, man. Now, I, I don't condone none of that bullshit. Now, that's going too far. Like, you spit on me, now I'm thinking, like, I'm going to have to talk myself out, out of getting a pistol. You know what I mean? Because you're going too far. <laughs> you know, so he's out here spitting on folks and slapping this man. This man must be a sucker, man, because I can't imagine Paulie being disrespectful to somebody who could legitimately legitimately stand a chance of beating his ass. I can't imagine that. So I have to believe that uh, uh, Lebanon or whatever his name is, he don't stand a chance. And it all could be like R.C. said to get the big fight going. I don't know. That's a lot of, you know, attaching the dots and, you know, a lot of stuff you did there, R.C., but you know, hopefully so, because like you've heard me say on here for some time now, that's a big fight. You know, that's a fight that I pay, you know, 50 bucks for, even 60 bucks if they if the lead up is good enough. And I think it's the best case scenario for both guys and for business also. Bare knuckle, I think that might even the playing field, because, it's, you know, we all know Polly will probably beat him in a 12-round boxing match based on stamina alone. But I think the sale, the big sale, is the bare knuckle. And Con- Connor should be down for that. So that's a big fight. Um, and that'll make BK, BKF or whatever, bare knuckle fighting, um, you know, that'll bring it into the mainstream. You sign Connor McGregor, say Connor and Polly go out there, put on a good show, and probably want Connor to win. And because he's just better going forward to you know, carried the banner of the new company, but great business there. I, I have to assume somebody's pursuing it. So I'm interested in seeing it. I don't know anything about Polly's opponent. <clears throat> I just assume he can't be that good because Polly's talking this much shit. So I do assume Polly's going to kick his ass pretty good. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with both of you on this one, man. Polly and I, I I don't know if it's just that I'm hoping because I know somebody spits on you. Either this guy is soft or he knows that he's about to whoop Polly's ass. You know what I'm saying? You can look at it both ways. Malinaji, he's spitting on somebody that, you know, he he probably believes that he can whoop his ass. He wouldn't be spitting on somebody that, that he, you know, that he believes that well, could whoop his ass. Well, but well, I guess. well what's, the wor- what's the worst disrespect? A, a spit or a slap? I know, cause I know spitting has spitting. to be probably the worst disrespect, but a slap, to me, that's like, that. <laughs> they, they're they really close to each other, I think. A uh, spit by far. Yeah. The slap is bad, too, but spit by far. Yeah, yeah, spit. Back in my back in my uh, rough housing days, the spit in the face used to be one of my my personal, my personal favorite attacks. And they usually <laughs> let wow. They usually let a nasty yeah. nigga, what? boy. Hey, dog, that's I'm a saying, nasty hey, nigga. Come to it, let's get it cracking out. If it's if it's like that, you know, it only probably happened, let's say, five times. You know, it wasn't like I was just spinning everybody's face, but hey, what's going to talk noise? Hey, I'm gonna hit you with, and you just gonna stand there. You ain't gonna do nothing. Cause I ain't never, I've never thrown the first punch. I say that I've never thrown the first punch, but I spit in a nigga face and make him, and make him want to fight, and then give him that, give him that piece. Hey, hey, hey! You did? Well, that's neither here nor. That's neither. That's neither here nor there. I don't know man. what hey. part of the game that shit is. Oh my oh. goodness! Yeah, I must not. You hey, a different yeah, nigga, y'all are, man. 
Yeah, y'all are unruly, though. We used to be unruly uh, hooligans, though. For spit in the face. It's etiquette. Yeah, y'all out there in Cali, y'all. Willis said that was one of the hey, Ain't no etiquette. Attacks. That's exactly. <laughs> that's when you wanted to disrespect. That's when it was the disrespect. But you, you throw dirt in niggas' eyes, too? Do you throw dirt in niggas' eyes, too, man? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Hey, I'm not going to spit in your face, then hit you. I'm not going to spit in your face, then hit you. I'm going to spit in your face. You're going to wipe it off, and you're going to want to fight. I'm not spitting uh, the eye yeah, in the head, though. Say, we'll, we'll pulling out that sand from the pocket and, and throwing it in the eyes and then, what about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, Mr. Fuji. Yeah, no, no, no. I said I'm not throwing <laughs> the first punch. Y'all didn't hear me say that? I'm not throwing the first punch, but I'm going I'm to get it cracking, yeah, especially you, if the disrespect is high. Not to not to not to let you feel like a lone soldier on this one. I I have spit in a person's face just once in my life, just once, though. only one time. He deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. See, I ain't That's even know niggas do that kind of shit. I gotta be watching out for that. I ain't even know niggas do this kind of shit. So I got to be watching uh, out for this now. Hey, why do you better that? Be part of the game. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna be talking a lot of noise and you're not gonna do nothing, be prepared to get spit on. You know, Ooh, I mean, that's, 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 you, that's, that's you must want a pistol at you. You must want a pistol. Hey, they're gonna have to move fast. That's what they're gonna have to do. See, but that was back when I was. You, you that was back when we was. See, now you didn't took this to a different level. Yeah, that's what we was doing. But that was that was a long time ago, though. You know, I was. You know, that was when we were. You know, testosterone filled hooligans, though, with rage. You know, when you play football, so you hold like a young woman. Yeah, that was just right. That was just enraged will, and that's just testosterone dunk. <laughs> Off a gang of creatine. Anything, anything, uh, anything no, else involved no. testosterone? Yeah, no, no, nothing. No, nothing illegal. I mean, nothing. This is pure, just mm. hormones, male hormones. Dog. I don't know how y'all y'all were. We would just when you play football and you're just cracking heads all day and you're lifting weights and that's what you are. That's what you just. That's what you're about. You're not really gonna take well, this. If you haven't noticed, if you go to college. The Knicks, yes, the niggas that's getting in, in in the most fights at most colleges is probably gonna be the football players, right? That's just because niggas is animals. <laughs> that's all it is. We're just animals <laughs> at that point. Here we go with this animal shit again. <laughs> oh man, yeah. we're animals, dog. <laughs> when it comes down to it. That's what it is, dog. So you're just a whole bunch of animals, Wait. dog. Testosterone at an all-time high. Especially in college. Then after that, same thing. Especially the guy talking about MMA. And that's exactly – and one of the guys that I spit at was an MMA guy who said – you know, who told me about his, him doing MMA. And guess what? <laughs> you don't do MMA. White guy talking noise. I spit in his face for the ultimate disrespect. I think he said nigga. He said something about nigga. I was like, nigga? Who? That boy tried to charge. Please. Sprawled out on that boy. Uppercut. Uppercut. Get out of there. Game over. <laughs> it was a white guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, but, hey, but hey, that's what I want to see Polly Maladaji do, man. Whoop oh, this MMA guy. But I'm I'm scared, though. I'm very scared because can he hold a guy off? You know, I hear y'all talking, but they say with your mind, it's, it's, you're going to be – you're throwing a little harder when you've got the gloves on because you got a little protection. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right. Like I said, this. put that what... shit to the test. Let a ten-year-old girl punch you in your face with a glove or with her bare hand. 
You tell me and, which and, one and, fucking and, and hurt. Real quick, though, and Low Bob, Low Bob is a, a, a you know substantially bigger man uh, physique wise compared to Polly, and he's done this before. You know, and this ain't his first rodeo, so I'm very scared for it. I, and that's the reason why I might I might not want to watch it. This is something like when the Rockets when the Rockets all of a sudden start stinking it up, and I just turn it off. This is something I could see myself doing. I don't want to watch it because I don't want to put that much, that much uh, emotion into Pali Malinaji winning for us boxing fans versus these UFC niggas. If you know what I'm saying. So I'm Man, scared to put. put if he my, lets us I'm scared down, to put, And he might. We got we got RC saying that he's he's wanting to, him to knock this motherfucker out. Knowing Pali Malinaji ain't knocked the nigga out since who knows when. We got JP talking about <laughs> Malinazi has he might he might have a chance. You know, that's all that, that's that you know, we we're clowning, you know, RC's clowning uh Charlo saying that he ain't emotional, but that's that emotion coming out of us, dog. We want so bad for this guy Malinazi to whoop this guy's ass. But will it happen? Will it happen? It might not. This nigga done spit on this guy. Now, Malinaji yeah, might have more chance because he's able to cut. You know, he might be able to cut him up because I think last time this guy fought, he was all bloody. He might be able to cut him up with some pops, but, you know, can he? I don't know, man. I might not watch I'm sure you think you can The reason I think that the, the KO's coming is because the same reason that I thought that Floyd Mayweather was going to knock out Conor McGregor because, like, yo, we know Floyd ain't knocking nobody out, but when it comes to the difference in hand skills, I was like, Floyd's going to look this like... This is three rounds. Man, oh, man. Three rounds only. Now, Willa, I'm sure you think <sighs> you can whoop Polly Malinaji, don't you? In boxing? I don't know. I don't probably. know about that, JT. Yeah, I probably could. He's just too small. I've seen him. Yeah, I could whoop Polly Malinaji for sure. Now, now I'll tell you this. Polly yeah. Malinaji will tell you he will put you in a hospital. That's what he thinks. That's, See, that's what y'all people be getting misconceived about Polly. Paul, y'all think what he sound like and how he seems. I've seen Polly. What you know? I've seen Polly in the in the real life. He's he's a skittish. He's skittish. Like I don't think he thinks he can whoop guys in real life. Maybe he does, but I've seen him walking and like sort of the way he was confronting with people. You know me. I'm going up to everybody. Hey man, what's up? I seen Malinaji one time. The second time I saw him. And he was just very skittish, though. He seems like a very scared guy for some reason. But, you know, he's a popular guy, I guess, in the middle of the casino. Maybe he thought boys was going to rob him. But I don't know. I think I'm giving him that work. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I listen to from Brooklyn to the world every weekend. And Paulie's on there talking like a, a, you know, a street dude, like a dude from Brooklyn. That nigga from Brooklyn, like, he ain't acting like, no, no. Paulie talk about how he'll put people in hospitals and shit. He's like, bro, any of you guys out there on Twitter or whatever think you can whip my ass, bro, I put you in a fucking hospital. Bro, I swear to God. You know, he tell, he won't one of you niggas off Twitter that's or some a, fuck that's with That's a him. great impression, JP. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you, I fucked with him. One of my homeboys that used to uh, work for the boxing voice was talking shit to him. Then we was in Vegas for the um, Ward Kovalev fight. Polly had to start DMing this fool like, hey, bro, when I catch you out there, I'm going to put them, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to put you in a hospital. And my nigga was shook. 
and start like saying, hey, Polly, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm fucking with you. But Polly was a, was ready to give him that work, like for real. Man, Polly ain't oh, no man. joke. How he do that, dog? I need to set that up. That get us, uh, that get our numbers on point. I sleep Polly Malinazzi mm-hmm. at, at a at a fight. <laughs> man, man we'll look that work there. Hey, that's that's a that's easy work. But you but, gotta, but, you gotta but, understand but, but, there is but, but, too small. But, there but, is too but, small. You do know, I got your back, Willis. So if he does sleep you, I'm I'm rushing the ring like somebody coming backstage in WWE. Hey, Polly Malinazzi's not sleeping me, and that's why I find it hard to believe that he's gonna have to hear these guys the next day talking about UFC wins another one. I think, how many have we won? We've only won like two, three, if you call it like Holly Holmes. The rest of them, we getting worked. So, you know, we're going to see how that goes, man. But let's go ahead and take it to something else. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, we've got, we've got some, some brewing going on out here in the welterweight division. So one that just happened is the Spence and Porter deal has been confirmed. Well, I don't know if it's 100% confirmed, but the deal is supposed to be going down. It's been finalized for the unification fight, the IBF uh, Earl Spence versus WBC champion. Uh, Supposed to be going down on pay-per-view. Includes articles that have fell through. So uh, it's going to be on pay-per-view, I think, this fall. Yeah, sometime in the fall, according to The Athletic. So it's possible the fight would take place at the Barclays. We're talking about a unification fight at Welterweight. Welterweight is probably the premier division right now when it comes to, when it comes to boxing. It has been for, for a while. You know, it's been, you know, that's, I think, yeah, I'm not going yeah. So, we've got a good unification fight coming off. Spence versus uh, Porter. You know, for a second there, they were saying that the Crawford-Spence fight is going to happen soon. But right when, that talk, right when that talk started to happen, Spence took this fight with Porter. Um, it's going to be on pay-per-view, which at first it wasn't going to be, and I was clowning Spence for it, saying he took a step down. But I got to keep it. 100. If it's going to be on pay-per-view, we see that he's not taking a step back, and he, you know, we're going to see what kind of numbers he does. This is an excellent fight. Like I said, a unification. Get us one step closer to an um, undisputed champion, which I think we will have. All these guys are hungry. Talking about uh, Thurman, who's going to be fighting Pacquiao soon. Well, easy work. And then, of course, we got the guy on the other side, Terrence Crawford, man, but Great fight, something I'm 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 looking forward to. Excellent, uh, PBC season's gonna be uh, gonna be in full effect at that point, like JP likes to say. But hell of a fight coming up, man. Uh, RC Porter Spence, you know you don't have to break it all the way down to us, but just give us how you feel. Uh, you know how big is this for the welterweight division? Uh, I'm very excited about the fight. I did not expect Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence to get in so early. And um, 
you know, I like the the the, stat, the matchup stylistically. We know what Sean Porter does in a fight, and sometimes he tends to make it uglier than we're comfortably like uh, accustomed to. Uh, but I think that with a guy like Spence, uh, you know, the the the, the proof's in the pudding. Where else, Spence? He's gonna throw a lot of punches. He's gonna work the body. He's gonna be very machine like and do what he does. We've seen it in multiple fights with Earl Spence, whether it's a guy that nobody's worried about or whether it's a guy with the uh, the, 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 the history type of uh, performances such as Kell Brook, regardless of the eye injury. It was not the eye that was damaged. It was the opposite eye. So we've seen him in, in competition, especially when you want to talk about a guy who's um, – got the skills of Mikey Garcia, even though he was the smaller guy, we see the same Earl Spence. He's not going to go out of his comfort level to, you know, possibly get himself in trouble where he's doing a little too much. He's going to do what he does. And it makes it interesting for the fight against Sean Porter because Sean Porter, you know, traditionally makes fighters get out of their comfort level. So um, I, I like the matchup. Um, I like the the hype to it, and uh, I, I I like a lot about it. The, the, there's not a lot that that rubs me the wrong way about this fight, other than the fact that it is pay per view. But that can be dealt with, you know. VIP shout out. So um, that's okay. That doesn't bother me. I was really surprised that it is pay per view, though. To be honest with you even though I should have expected it because uh, um, a while back over at TBV, you had Kenny Porter doing an interview with Ness and said that, you know, if we fight Spence, it's going to be pay-per-view. He is really adamant about that. So uh, I can't say I'm surprised, even though I feel like I kind of am surprised. I guess I am just, uh, you know, should have been expected this. So, um, no, great fight, man. I like it a lot. And, uh, you know, we're going to weed out the bad apples of the welterweight division, and it's all a matter of time. Bo Mack said that, Terrence Bud Crawford's trainer, Bo Mack said that um, talk has been engaged, and I don't think this would be a situation where we're waiting for a fight such as we've waited for Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. I think it'll happen sooner rather than later. And by sooner, I mean after this fight with Sean Porter, in which we all expect Earl Spence to pick up the W for. So I love it, man, all around. I really do. JP, what's your thought on this Porter Porter and Spence deal being finalized? Yo, yo. Uh, yeah, man. I, I I like the fight. I like the fight. Um, not mad at pay per view. I never felt the gauge of the of the fight success or Errol's gauge is whether it's pay per view or not. You know, sometimes I don't think that's the best business to make. Most times they do pay per view when they just don't have the purse to pay the fighters, and that's likely what's happening here. You got Errol. Who, who you got to pay, and you got Sean, who you got to respect enough and pay him too. Um, belts on the line, like that. 
Of course, Sean Porter, I've been saying for the longest, the people's champ. You got to respect him, this guy. You know, he's taking on the monster. He's taking on another monster. You know, he's been taking on all the fights since, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I've been out there frontline and saying this guy already got a, a Hall of Fame resume, best resume in boxing. Win, lose, or draw. He ain't lost nothing by no big – I think every loss he's taken, and he, he's probably going to take another, but he's been very competitive and even debatable whether he could have lost these fights. So Sean Porter's my guy, man, just for that reason alone. You know he's going to come in here and shape. You know he's going to come to win. Likely will fall short. Nonetheless, I'm super excited for it. Going to be out there in Texas, I believe. So that that should be fun, and we should. We'll definitely one gauge. We will see is you know black interest. You know, um, probably most. You know, the ticket buys. You know, for the first time, I can't see this being a a predominantly Mexican crowd for this fight. You know, there'll be some there. You know, just fight fans, but this ain't got the nationalistic draw to it. This ain't got the ethnic draw. So. You know, you'll just see, you know, probably more so, you know, the black crowd. So we'll see what that support is like for Arrow. And that, that to me, is um, a measure that you want to have a good gauge on because you know when you put them with the the others, that's going to sell. So you really want to know what his draw with the blacks is, and that's always um, a stat that is, you know, they said is underwhelming. I never agreed with, you know what I say. Um, if you think Mayweather became the fucking pay-per-view king off of, you know, just gen- only Mexican buys, don't believe that shit. You know what I mean? So we'll see what it's like for Errol. That'll be a good gauge. Uh, Going to be a good fight. Unfortunately, my guy Sean will probably fall short, but still got to show him love for taking it. Yeah, most definitely. When it comes to the toughest, Resume, you know, I won't say I won't say he has the best resume because the best means you've completed tasks. But as far as the toughest resume, the guy who's taking on probably the best fight, yeah, it's probably Sean Porter in the game now. Besides, you know, Manny Pacquiao, but Manny Pacquiao is in a whole nother level. But besides him, the guys that are in their prime right now, he has the he he has the toughest resume. He's put it on the line. Plenty times, plenty times, and I, I'm glad to see he get he gets a chance to unify. I don't think it's going to work for him, um, but you know we'll talk about that more when the fight comes around. But they did say that it, it, it looks like it might be at the Barclays, so it won't it won't be. In I Texas. don't like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't like we'll, that. But yeah, hey man, it's going to be a good fight, man, Sean. We got a you know, people champion, you ask me. Why not, JP? Barclays been a hot spot for boxing, man. Well, I think if you're trying to build Arrow's, you know, Arrow's thing, to put this full train behind Arrow, I think you got to start taking advantage of this cowboy supporter, Jerry Jones, and make that a part of Arrow's whole thing. Arrow doesn't got a whole bunch of personality and words to sell. So you got to sell stuff around it. And Jerry Jones can, you know, he can be enough a draw in the post fight. Uh, Errol can do what he do in the ring. But I think you want to, you know, build them a base. Build them there. You know what I mean? And make, you know, Fort Worth or wherever the fuck that is, Dallas, you know, a staple in boxing. You know, you got to have a, yeah. a fighter, yeah, kind of plant his feet somewhere. And I think Errol is ready to plant his feet, and they can do that, man, the time now. 
No, I feel you. I'm I'm disappointed that it's not in Texas. Uh, I've been to both his fights out here. He had the one in Dallas uh, in Fresno at the at the Dallas practice facility. That was a hood affair. You know, talking about black support, he definitely had the Dallas black support uh, out there. And then, of course, when he fought at Cowboy Stadium, Mikey Garcia, that was a mixture of everybody. So, you know, even though people think that I, I hate on uh, Earl Spence, which I do just, just because, but, you know, I don't <laughs> well, dislike what? him. I just say <laughs> I just what think. What does that mean? I People think, think that I hate on him, but I do. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, I mean, I do hate on him. That's, I love you, that's, that's just a, a good man. It's just to make people, you know, just to make people upset. But at the end of the day, I think he's a great fighter. And as you see, I've been to both of his fights in Texas, so I support him. No matter if I hate on him or not, I support him. So I think that equals out. And uh, you know, I just don't think he'll beat Crawford. So you know, you gotta, you know, just that type of thing. But man. Excellent fight, man. I'm glad that they got that done. You know, Kenny Porter was on the on the internet saying that Spence had he Spence is somewhere high without a pen. You know, he was looking for Spence. He didn't have no pen. He was waiting for him to sign the deal. The Porters are ready for this fight. I know they're gonna come in 100. percent Think it's gonna be a good fight. Like we said, nobody's ever just really whooped whooped Sean Porter. You know, some people think that he won the the Thurman fight somehow. I don't. But you know, some people think he won. Uh, he might. Well, I don't think people think he won the Kell Brook fight. But that was a pretty good fight. And the so, Danny Garcia. He did not fucking win the Danny Garcia fight. We all know that. No, no, we know that. But we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about those guys uh, in a little bit. But yeah, man, excellent fight. PBC's got another one. A great. You know, we were looking for looking for great fights this year. We've had a, a lot like. Like we, me and JP said, we've been spoiled this year. Um, it seems like even though there's not been a lot of big, big fights, there's been a lot of great fights. And it, with this weekend being one of the weekends, that ain't nothing going on, you know. But uh, I'm glad that this fight has been made. We don't have to worry about it anymore. It's definitely going to be uh, a fight, fight of the year. But on to the next. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. PBC said, we don't got one. We got two pay-per-views coming at y'all. And the second one is a battle to see who's the second best Garcia in the boxing game. I'm talking about my guy, Mikey Garcia, versus RC's guy, Danny Garcia. For a welterweight fight for no belt, you know, like I said, this is just only to see who's the second best Garcia, but we've got a fight on our hands. Um, we've got Mikey Garcia coming off of getting worked. No, at first being the prodigal son, people had him pound for pound, one of the best boxers in the game. Uh, he's coming up the weight, what is he, three division champion going up, going up all the way to welterweight to fight the so-called boogeyman Earl Spence to getting worked. to looking like looking like JP says very regular and he decides to stay at 147 and he's going to fight Danny Garcia who we've seen when it comes to the big dogs he can't really handle those guys because he's a little smaller you know this you know this his last fight I think he showed a lot of power if I believe I don't know exactly I can't remember exactly who, who did he fight he fight Granados was it Granados? He, he beat the Granados. 
Yeah, the only so, yeah, that he beat the break. Adrian Granados. Right, he he beat the brakes off of Granados, who's been beat up. He hasn't been stopped, but he's been beat up a few times. But he beat the brakes off of him. So Mikey Garcia is trying. We're trying to see if Mikey Garcia can handle these guys at 147. And with you know, we all we like to say there was an A team and a B team when it comes to the welterweight. You got the big dogs uh, like Spence and Thurman, and you got the smaller guys like uh, Danny Garcia. Crawford is a smaller guy, but he's he's still a big dog. He you know he's able to do that. But Porter. You know, these guys who are a little smaller. And so we're going to see if Mikey Garcia can do it. I believe he can. I believe it's going to be a good fight. You know, I'm not going to break it down exactly what we're seeing, exactly my picks right now, because as we go forward, you know, I like to change my picks. I get, you know, I I might watch something on TV and just get emotionally invested in something. So I'm not going to make my picks right now. But I think this is going to be another great fight, a fight that I will catch. Um more than likely I'll pay for, depending on where I'm at, you know. But I think this is a good fight. RC, your boy's fighting again, you know, not for a belt, but he's fighting, you know, a pretty good guy. I mean, how, what do you have about this fight and how do you, you know, just how, not how do you see it, but just how good is this for the welterweight division and PBC? Uh, I cannot, like, I cannot, I cannot disagree with you so much more, Willa. You believe in Mikey Garcia to beat Danny Garcia? Well, let me tell you what I believe. I believe I could fly. <laughs> I believe I could touch the sky if Mikey Garcia is going to bring his stupid cowboy hat and fuck with Danny Garcia. Look, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking all objects. Mexico versus Puerto Rico. Thing. I'm taking all the, that. <laughs> I'm taking all objectivity out of this pick. I'm looking at a blank person against a blank person. White, purple, black, yellow, brown. It don't matter. Flag color. White, black, yellow, brown. It don't matter. Very. Um, what's the word I would like to use? I think the very embarrassed is what Mikey Garcia feels like after getting completely demolished by Earl Spence. Just getting. Embarrassed on a pay-per-view stage, so he wants to go in there against a guy like that, uh, Danny, and Danny is gonna whoop his ass. And I say that with not having a dog in the fight, but just judging the dogs in the fight. You ain't a welterweight until you win a welterweight matchup, in which Mikey Garcia has yet to accomplish. Danny Garcia, on the other hand, has done that shit. He's been in there with probably the biggest puncher in the welterweight division, full-fledged, with Keith Thurman. And Keith Thurman put a bomb on him in the second round, and he still went 12 with him. Finished strong. Mikey Garcia is cashing out. He don't care about winning no more. He just cares about getting the most amount of money to finish his career. And that's why he's signing up for a fight with Danny Garcia. Now, look, I'll be honest with you. Before the fight with Earl Spence, shit, I told you guys how much skill Mikey Garcia has. I was like, man, I don't know, man. But I did think it to go 12 rounds as it did. But if we're judging this fight from, let's say, three years ago, Danny might be in a tough fight, man. As much of a fan as I am, that might be a tough fight for Danny. He might hold an L. But judging from what I've seen, and my eyes don't lie, what I've seen against Earl Spence, Danny's got nothing to worry about. Mikey can't pop 
He can't pop a great walk. He can't pop a great walking in a great farm with golf shoes on. He can't pop nobody at that weight level, and especially Danny, the guy who probably has the best chin in that division. Because we've seen Keith, well, Keith got hurt by body shot. That don't count. But we've seen, you know, Sean get buckled. Um, you know, shit. We, <laughs> I forget the Mexican dude that, that Earl Spence fought, the one you went to, Willa. You know, he got hit on the chin and got buckled in the first round for a quick second, even though he turned it around quick, fast, and in a hurry. So I'm supposed to believe that this little guy who really hasn't shown nothing is going to take out Danny Garcia. I'm taking all objectivity out of it. Like I said, I talked to Juan Carlos. I talked to people about this fight. And I'm telling everybody right now who's on the show, listening from afar on Twitter, if anybody wants to cash app, Apple Pay, whatever you're talking about, hit me up because I got Danny Garcia busting this boy's ass. Now, it might go 12. It might not. But the winner will be Garcia with the red, white, and blue on the flag. And I can't wait. It's nothing to be glorified because, like I said, if this is a fight where Dan, where, where Mikey's trying to, you know, uh, put his name higher up and get in some sort of title con- contention, hey, it could be great. But Mikey's completely cashing out. There's a reason why he fought Earl Spence on pay-per-view. He's cashing out. And it just further proves that by him fighting Mikey or fighting Danny Garcia coming up, cashing out. The little guy is going to hold an L. And I'm sorry to all my Mexican fans out there. I love you guys. I fuck with Corn on the Cob. You guys are my favorite fans in the world. You guys save boxing. You, you help keep boxing afloat. The Mexican fan base. I love you. Enchiladas, avocados, pico de gallo, todos y que más. I love it. But that cowboy hat wearing, embarrassed little man is going to get embarrassed again. And I'm sorry to spoil it for you. But DSG will pick up the W. Point blank period, Will. Well, I mean... I guess we I guess you're saying that Danny Garcia is the second best Garcia, but always remember all three Garcias are American. So the red, white, or blue. The red, white, and blue will always prevail, as you said, uh RC. Let's take it to JP, man. JP, we got another big welterweight fight at PBC going down. I think the odds have it oh yeah, I was I was looking at that. That's what the the article I put up. The odds have it even right now at um in Las Vegas, both fighters at a negative 110. So, I mean, everybody's not seeing it like you're seeing it, RC. JP, you got a big fight going on, man. What do you what do you think about this one? Uh, I like the I like the fight. But I'll start by throwing out something that I think is on the minds of most and no one's really said it and I'm not saying it cuz I don't want no smoke. But I'm just saying could Mikey be another HBO creation like Zhu Shaming, like freaking Chocolate Tito, and all these other people that they led us to believe is this fearless conqueror could beat everybody? 
But as soon as they step up in any level of competition, we see that they're rather human. You know, uh, it's either like RC says and he's cashing out, and I don't, I don't know necessarily why he would do that unless he just doesn't want to box, or it's something really commendable and it's actually what he's been saying. I want to fight for glory. Is he biting off more than he can chew? Did he obviously bite off more than he can chew with Spence? Clearly. Is he biting off more than he can chew with Danny? If you ask me, yes, big time. Uh, Like R.C. said, man, can he crack at this level? Didn't look like it. He doesn't hold any intangible other than this, quote, timing, unquote, something that's not tangible and we can't measure and we can't tell. That could vary from fighter to fighter. But we gave Mighty all, Mikey all these uh, characteristics or attributes going into the Spence fight that we were just led to believe. That was just like, why did we think that again? In retrospect, you're like, yeah, why did I think he had this unbelievable timing and all this great precise footwork again? Why did I think that? Could it be HB fucking O doing their magnificent job of storytelling? Because that's what they're known for, documentaries. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they just, Mikey's fucking career has been a documentary to some degree. But we'll see, man. And I, I just hope that doesn't happen, to be honest with you. I want him to be, you know, to be around. I like him. think he's a decent guy, good fighter. I don't think he can fight at 147. I don't think he has any attribute over Danny Garcia. I think Danny Garcia will have said, you know, on the smaller side, but I think what I've just seen last is was Danny Garcia fill out and fill into himself, I felt. Uh, maybe Danny Garcia did need, need an L. Uh, Danny Garcia came back and beat the stuffing out of uh, Adrian Ganados, which I didn't call. You know, Adrian Ganados, damn near, you know, you could argue beat Sean Porter. And Danny Garcia came in there and made him look like, yeah, you don't belong in the ring with me uh, and right so, and now. Some people could, and some people could, sorry to cut you off, JP, but some people could argue that Adrian Granado beat Adrian Brunner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, right now, you know, I'm I'm taking Danny Garcia over Keith. You know, I think right now, you know, Danny is the the guy who fights who stands the best chance outside of Crawford to Errol. Just on the simple fact, Danny ain't just about to stand there and let you beat him up. Like, that's one thing that you ain't doing with Danny. Danny ain't sitting on no ropes, getting no multiple amount of punches put on him. You shoot, he shoot. And so Errol, who's a wide puncher, who's pretty deliberate in his approach, Danny going to hit him. You know, Danny going to hit that boy. And he going to get hit as good and hard as he'd never been hit. And And Danny's accurate and sharp. And, you know, Danny's going to take what Arrow has to dish out. But I do believe that Danny is the, the, the best stylistically to fight Arrow because he can stand in the pocket and he shoots and he's going to shoot and he's accurate. So he's going to hit whoever he's fighting. But um, I just don't think uh, Mikey Garcia can fight at this level if you're asking me. I'm going to see. I'm in this thing to see if it's all been a story and they fooled us again, you know. Because if, if, if Danny smokes him, we have to start saying, oh, okay, now now who'd you beat again? Toledo and who else? Black the Cannon or whatever. So, you know, 
It'll be the, interesting. The W's to see. just don't add up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't it don't add up to you going to fight Big Earl Spence now. But it was all some kind of mystique for some reason. We believed it was possible. It was like people, you know, people felt even us included. I mean, we were given that Daniel have his moments and it'll hit Spence and Spence will look vulnerable and Danny's gonna expose some uh, flaws in his game. Please, all that timing shit and all that, none of that ever happened. But we all thought mm-hmm. it was for some fucking reason. We were told that shit because none of us really thought that. We were told that and we believed it. So we'll see. Uh, uh, excited for, but more excited to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, man. We, you know, I'm a Mikey Garcia fan, but I, I would have to agree with you, man. If he doesn't, if he if he doesn't win this fight, it's going to be looking bad on his legacy, and that's what he's been talking about. That's what he wants to prove. So we'll see how it goes, man. But I think this is a good fight. Like y'all said, when when I think about it, I remember thinking, you know, Danny Garcia must have a new strength. What do you say? Quote, strength, quote, uh, coach. Know, he did look like he was full. You know, the, them shoulders. I remember them shoulders looking like balls all of a sudden. So, uh, you know. I remember, yeah. So we'll remember yeah, that. Uh, we'll see. I think it, guy? No, I'm just saying. You know, it's 2000. It's almost 2020. All of a sudden, uh, that boy that Danny Garcia. Be? Danny Garcia looks like he's been hitting the weight. You know, the in natural quotes. weight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can get that mm-hmm. natural. Probably, yeah. Probably some kind of natural. Uh, I got I got to Yeah, I'm not really sure, but he did look very strong. And we're going to see Mikey Garcia is he the real deal or not? This is going to be this might be it for him to prove if he's the real deal. He's always going to be a what three to uh three division champion. You know, not a lot of guys could say they did that. But, you know, you're right. Who has he beat? We're not really sure. He needs this win, and I think he he might have a chance. I'm not making my pick yet, but he might have a chance to win this one, man. But uh, on to the next one. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Real quickly, fellas, I just want to ask the question, man. I'll let JP start it off. Two questions. Two questions. Is Fury, should Fury be compared to Muhammad Ali? We've just been talking about um, Mikey Garcia and how we're asking who has he beat? Who the hell has Fury beat? He beat an old Klitschko. That's it. That's it. He hasn't really beat too many guys after that. Should we? Should should people be comparing him to Muhammad Ali? Also, is he the number one heavyweight fighter right now? Well, the Ali thing is laughable. <clears throat> I don't really think that deserves many words. I mean, how that's even fathomed, whoever the fuck wrote that or said it, tweeted it, whatever, just ridiculous, just ridiculous, Uh, just unfathomable. But is he the number one heavyweight? That's something more that's considerable. But to me, it's clearly no. I don't think I don't under even understand how after that fucking Beyonce concert we just endured because I didn't enjoy it. It was a 
endurance thing. It was a battle of fruition for me to get through that shit because it was just cringeworthy, man, from start to finish. We got these motherfuckers throwing this nigga's jacket in and out all the whole damn telecast. He's smiling, singing and dancing and draws and sung a song to his wife, fucking Errol Smith. I mean, like, what are we doing? I mean, what won't we do? You know, I'm thinking this motherfucker's going to sell me some skin cream next or, you know, try to sell me some other, a goddamn timeshare or something, you know? So it's just gotten, it's getting ridiculous, man. So you can't keep up that fucking charade. They paid that man handsomely to fight Tom Schwartz, who none of us have ever heard of. I, You know, it's, look, man, it's embarrassing. You know, to me it was embarrassing. Um, it seemed to gain some casual attention. You know, they sold it hard, 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 like just a complete sellout. Just a complete sellout of any legitimacy ESPN had. I knew it was going to be there. We talked about it, and I was kind of, um, you know, big in it, you know, big big up in it, like saying, oh, you know, Tyson going to go over there, and he's for the casual fan. He's going to be great for that. But I didn't know it was going to be this. You know, they, they short of happened to get a choreographer to arrange some of the dancing that's going to happen. Man, I, I don't know what's going to happen next if, if they've, they've done all that in the debut. Simply put, you got to fight in boxing. It don't matter about your ring walk. Man, nobody gives a fuck. Can anybody, Mayweather had 100 artists perform when he was doing this thing. Anybody remember that shit? Not really. You think you have to think back, but you ain't never like remember that ring walk my nigga did. You ain't giving a fuck about you talking about the fight, baby. You know all that all that theatrics and production and you know wacky shit to try to do some nostalgic type bullshit. Look, man, cool, but fight somebody after all that. You know, thanks for all of that. I appreciate when Wayne was bringing out Mayweather and Triple H and Bieber. Shit was cool. But it was a fight that was going to happen because of all that. That's the only reason all them was there like that, because the fight was about to be good. I don't want to fucking see all these people on ESPN's payroll in the crowd. You just hear to trick people. It's a trick. You know, and then I got to watch this giant-ass guy, you know, be elusive and herky-jerky. Now, he beat that guy up, but, you know, fuck. You might as well come down to my to my office and fight my my admin or something there, because he he do MMA on the side too. <laughs> so because fuck you know, but man, uh, I'm pissed about it, man. I, I could you know I just spiral down a bad place with that because let, let's get it, bro. He's gonna have to fight. He gonna have to. He gonna have to fight somebody because they're not gonna be able to pay. I, I heard they paid uh, Tom Schwartz like two point five or something. You know, to come in here and be a backstreet boy. I, when I seen them taking them pictures and shit, I'm like, what? What? What am I seeing? Is, is this real? You know, because they was like taking the picture together and look like like a boy band or some shit. And I'm like, what's going on, man? I don't know what's going on here. But this, like I always say, we want our our quarterback to look like Tom Brady. And Tyson Fury was not behaving like I, my heavyweight. Champion. I agree with that. Not behaving like my heavyweight champion at all. So that's just me, though. Is he the best in the game right now? Uh, can he beat Wilder? Uh, yeah, he can beat him. 
choice yet. If, uh, if, if that makes He's asking the if he's the best in the game right now, not if he can beat Wilder. Yeah, is he number one? Not if he can beat him. Is he, is, yeah, do you have him right at oh, the number it, one boxer? No, 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 no. Hell no. It's all it's all subjective, but simply put, let's just call this boxing match a fight. Now, I know it's, it's judged differently than a fight, but if you're just judging a fight, uh, one guy kind of, you know, does the thing, but he, the other guy gets dropped twice. Look, man, I don't know what I have to do in the streets to, to feel like I beat up a guy who put me on my ass twice. Boy, I had to be doing some pretty dancing and some jabbing. I'm talking about <laughs> some Ali shuffles in this shit, doing behind-the-back punches and all kind of shit on his ass. If he didn't drop me twice, and I could get up and be like, yeah, I won that still, my nigga. I still won. I know I ain't dropping. He dropped me twice. Good. But I still won. You know that. Oh, boy, you got to do a lot to cover up that ground. <laughs> so, yeah, you, know, you feel me? So, no, not in my book. Not in JP's book. That motherfucker is not number one for JP. RC. Should he be uh, compared to Muhammad Ali? Do you have him as number one? Yes. I do have him put at number one. And I do think he should be compared to Muhammad Ali. Look, Tyson Fury didn't back out from war and change his name. He didn't change his name to something else like Clash's Clay did. Back in his day, and let's—we seen what he just did with nine million the other day, right? Donating nine million of his purse in the last fight to the homeless people of America. This man is the champion of the people who are oppressed and depressed, and those battling mental illness. And he's backing it up with his fist and his bank account. Tyson Fury is the charismatic ball of fire that we have not seen in a very long time in not just heavyweight boxing, in all of boxing. The man comes out to living in America with the James Brown gig, Uncle Sam hat, charismatic, big, friendly, giant, dancing, having a good time, singing Aerosmith to his woman. Now, for me personally, I might have sang a different type of a song to my woman, whether it be Ratchet or whatnot. That's neither here nor there. But... I could respect what Tyson Fury does. The the the, the uh, what was the other jam that he busted down? Um, I forget. But Tyson Fury is so differentiated in his own way, being the most skilled heavyweight fighter in the world that it's not even close. But it is what differentiates all of the top three. It used to be Anthony Joshua. Now it's Andy Ruiz. That guy, you know, Mexican styles brought into the heavyweight division all of a sudden. Deontay Wilder, most devastating knockout power we've probably ever seen in the sport. Probably ever seen in the sport, you know. And Tyson Fury, he's shown that he's getting back to who he used to be, but in 2019, knocking off a lot of that ring rust he had against Vladimir Klitschko, one of the most boring fights we all have seen. We could admit to that. But what he did to Tom Swartz on ESPN Plus, the herky-jerky, awkward punching, taunting style, busting noses, going orthodox, going southpaw, entrance, outro, post-fight interview, 
you can't create that. You can't recreate that. You can't train somebody to go to school and try to be that kind of person. He's just a charismatic person that he is. And Tyson Fury, from everything I've heard, I've seen, because, you know, I keep a pulse on everything. And he won over people by going with the, the USA Apollo Creed look. He won over people who were depressed people who have probably seen this on the social media feed wave, people who are oppressed, people who are all this and that, and they have someone to believe in. And that one person they have to believe in is having a cultural change just like Muhammad Ali had. So if you're asking me if he is like Muhammad Ali, I say yes, different time. 1,000% 1,000% a different time, different climate, all that good stuff. But, you know, it all boils down to one thing. There's only one Tyson Fury. Gypsy King. Yes. Yeah. And there's only one Muhammad Ali. With it being Juneteenth, I find it, find it uh, you know, despicable that anybody would try to Compare this two-time cheater, this uh, sell, this this old car, not even used, the old used car salesman that you know that they compare this guy to, wow. to Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest, just because he can move his head around against a guy that that nobody even gives a shit about. You know, I think that's I think that's ridiculous. You know, they've been pumping this stuff this. Lineal champ nonsense, you know. Now Lineal they're pumping this. He's he, they're pumping this nonsense about Ali. You know, I'm looking. You know, when I when you type in donate, when you type in Fury donates on the uh, on the internet, on Google, you know, any kind of searches, and you're only going to get one confirmation that he did that. And you know who confirmed that Fury donated his the money? Tyson Fury. That's it. So nobody knows where this money's gone. Eddie Hearn says he's a liar, but people are are, are comparing him to Muhammad Ali. It's ridiculous. Like JP said, it does. There's really no words to even to even say how ridiculous it is. This guy's fought nobody. That's the thing. He's he, yeah. He's I, done I, I lost he's, a lot of respect for you, RC. I lost a lot of respect for you. Who believes yeah. Eddie Hearn anyway? It's a sad day. It's a sad day. A guy who does, who gets caught ah, cheating. You guys are haters, man. Then, then does cocaine. I'm a truth he teller. up everything. Right. You're the truth. He's fought nobody, and he's done nothing for anybody but himself, man. But I tell you I what, think he beat the man. He beat the man who who whooped Deontay Wilder's ass in sparring, Vladimir Klitschko. We know that. Yeah, and that's that's all he's done. And we'll see, and and he has no belt, so we'll see what up. But hey, man, fuck all that, fuck all that. I think that's where we're gonna end it, man. Uh, it was supposed to be a short show, but it looked like we went the whole ninety. Um, before we get out of here, RC, there's anything you got for us? Nah, not really, man. I just uh, really want to God bless America. And I'm really happy that we have people who are representing this country and want to be a part of this country and not change their name 
by avoiding war like some other folks. But no, God bless America. It's all good. RC, we'll holla at you Sunday, man. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm just flabbergasted on what we're hearing. Uh, JP, man, um, you've got a lot. I guess we got anything coming up with the relatively fat and black podcast. Uh, fat and black podcast. Uh, I know we got our boy Lavar. They're trying to hang him on the string. Um, Lakers got a lot of stuff going on. What you got going on, man? Man, I got to get it, but I couldn't get it tonight. I know it's going to be too late in the evening. By the time I get home, I've been having some software issues uploading sound, so that's why I really haven't been out there. But, of course, as y'all know, we back back. Like Magic said, this year we back. Next year we going to be back back. And we back back now. Y'all know what the fuck is up. You know, I know Willa had a good little, good little regular season. You know, Willa had a good time in February. You know, uh, <laughs> November and shit. Willow was, was just partying all November, December. That nigga had a great time. <laughs> you know, but you know, come around as soon as it starts to, you know, as soon as it get hot, them motherfuckers do what they been doing. And but you know what, y'all know who we back back. We gonna sign another one. It's just gonna be. It's, it's a wonderful thing, and to be a Laker fan, it always has been, and that's how it should be. You know, that's what I was saying the whole time when we were in flux and things weren't right. This is how things should be, you know, man and woman. That's just how it go, in and out. You know, it's perfectly made. And when everything, the earth is revolving right on its, on its axis properly, the Lakers are the best team in the NBA. And that's what's happening now. And that's how you're able to say all is right in the world. But another big thing I want to talk about, man, is fucking my man OJ. To me, OJ Simpson has came out and become my favorite nigga in the world. I don't know how he's doing it. I fucking love him. I don't care that he's been had parts in murdering people. Uh, OJ's out here acting like that shit ain't never happened. You would think this is your grandpa, your grandpa who drive a Cadillac and go pick up your, his grandkids after work and take them to get ice cream. OJ out this motherfucker acting like ain't shit happened. And I love him for it. He's great. So, and of course, Laval, Lavar, sex crazed black man. You know that's been American propaganda since the beginning of time. You know they've used that as a whole propaganda stunt in the early twenties to scare black women, mm. white women away from fucking with black men. So a sex crazed black man has always been a monster. And Jesus Christ, I don't, I mean, you've seen Stephen A. and Max react to the shit, so it must have been something. But, you know, I'm ready to get into it, bro, but you see I'm loaded. But that's all we got. That's all I'm talking about. Well, definitely, man. I, I, I'm going to try to be in on one of those conversations. I know y'all be late night, you know what I'm saying, but I'm going to try to get on the next one. But, hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, like always. Thanks for man, R.C., JP, you know how we do the You're welcome. Uh we're gonna uh we'll talk about the Charlo fight, I guess, on Sunday and maybe anything else that's going on. We'll see how it goes. But happy Juneteenth, man, and I wanna leave everybody with my new favorite song of the week. Everybody.